What's going on, everyone? I'm Paul from the Low to High Podcast, and in this week's episode, I interview the number one midfielder in college lacrosse, Jamie Trimboli. Jamie's from Victor, New York, where he won two state titles, as well as earned Under Armour All-American honors his senior year at Victor High School. Jamie currently plays for Syracuse University, where this past 2020 season, he was named First Team All-American after having a whopping 20 goals in five games. Jamie and I talked about his upbringing in lacrosse, as well as his chemistry he has built with all of his teammates from both at Victor and at Syracuse. Make sure to go follow Jamie on Instagram, at Jamie Shramboli. Now, without further ado, let's get right into it. What's up, everyone? With me today on the Loda High Podcast, I have Syracuse lacrosse midfielder, Jamie Tremboli. Jamie, what's going on, man? Much, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, how, is, uh, how is your summer, and how does it feel being back at uh, Syracuse for the first time in a couple of months? Summer was good, man. It was long. Uh, but it was fun. I got to see a lot of my buddies that I haven't seen in quite some time. I got to hang out with my family and spend a lot of extra time with them and get some extra working out in and <clears throat> work a couple jobs, make some dough. And now back at school, it's fun to see the boys again. We've been, we've been deprived of each other too long, so we're back and we're hanging out. We're having fun, waiting to kick up practice here in a few days or a few weeks. We're not really sure when we're going to start, but relatively soon we'll be back at it, and that's going to be when things are, are real good. Sounds awesome. Uh, during your summer or quarantine, did you uh, uh, watch any new TV shows or maybe find a new hobby? Uh, yeah, well, I watched a bunch of Bolo TV, to be honest. I watched All American, which was a pretty good Netflix show that my girlfriend and I got into. Uh, there's a new season supposed to be coming out pretty soon, so we're pretty pumped for that. Um, as for hobbies, I really, really kind of worked on my golf game, I guess you could say. It's not a new hobby. I've been playing for a while, but really had some extra time to dial in and work on the fundamentals and the form. So golf was very fun in quarantine for sure. Everyone I've spoken to, or most people I've spoken to on the podcast have said they've like gotten really addicted to golf. It was, uh, I was recording yesterday with Ian McKay. He said he got addicted. Uh, Mitchell Pelkey, who I had a couple, uh, a couple episodes ago said like he started to get really into golf as well. So I and me too. I started playing a lot of golf. So I think, I think it's just something to find to eat uh, to ease the quarantine boredom. For sure, that's good fun, especially if you can get pretty good at it. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating in the beginning when you suck, but when you start to figure it out, you kind of feel like a beast. That's true. That's true. Um, during your uh, during quarantine, how'd you uh, keep in shape as well as improve your lacrosse game? A couple of different ways, honestly. I have a pretty good setup in my basement at home. Pretty fortunate to have a nice little rack and some dumbbells and weights. So we get after it down there. Um, the buddies and myself, TD, we said you'd talk to one of them. was one of them. You'd come over and we'd work out uh, pretty hard in my basement. And then for lacrosse, I just standard shooting, playing wall ball, doing the stuff I always do in the off season. And I give lessons to kids um, pretty much every day. I do like private training. So I always have the stick in my hands working with them, playing catch with them, shooting with them. So so I told TD that I was going to be doing the uh, podcast, and he told me to ask you a question. I, you might be a little salty about this, but he said, who has the better NHL record? I do. That's hands down me. He's full of crap if he tries to say otherwise. <laughs> so um, uh, let's, talk, let's uh, start off with a couple of basic questions. Uh, where are you fr- uh, originally from, Jamie? Uh, my backstory is a little interesting. I'm from from Rochester, but I was originally from a town in Rochester across the uh, the city there from where I ended up. So I grew up in Greece, which is 
about 30 minutes from Victor, which is where I ended up going to high school and meeting TD and playing ball with those guys. So grew up in Greece, moved to Victor my junior sophomore year, played three seasons there, and we won a couple state championships there. And then I decided to come to Syracuse to say local. So uh, when did you first start get? Uh, when did you first start getting into lacrosse? I was young. I was really young. My brother, older brother, played. He's about six years older than me. Um, so as soon as I could kind of walk and chew gum, I was. I had a stick in my hand, and I played in kindergarten, I think, and haven't stopped since. Who were some of your favorite players growing up? The standard Mikey Powell. You can't really go against Mikey Powell. Um, from a midfield standpoint, definitely Rabel. Rabel was big when I was growing up, so I watched just about every game he ever played in college and every highlight he's ever had on YouTube I've, I've seen. So definitely those two were pretty influential for me, at least growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, same with me too. I always watched, I was always a big uh, Rabel highlight, like Rabel Hopkins highlights in middle school, watching those on YouTube. So I feel, I agree with you on that. So you said you went to go play at a, uh, you played high, uh, high school ball at Victor, right? Sir. Um, how was your experience there? It was a blast. Um, we had a boatload of talent, and when we really got along, we loved each other, and those like are still some of my best buddies to this day. So we stay in really good contact, and we're all spread out all over the place um, with different schools and whatnot. But we hang out all the time in the summer, and we had a great run. We went 44-0, and and like I mentioned before, we won back-to-back -back state titles. So you can't really complain too much about that, but more so the relationships we built and the memories were what were really special. So I was, uh, I was, it was a couple of months back. I was looking through like Victor lacrosse and I saw this uh, article about TD about how he played chess. And there was like this photo shoot of him, like posing almost like this. And there was like a chess board right in front of him. And it says uh, Victor star TD Earl and also is a, also is a part of the chess club. So I was thinking like when uh, I forgot to ask him that question because that was a very funny photo, but do you remember, do you remember seeing that? Of course I remember seeing that. It's an iconic photo. That photo gets brought up all the time. <laughs> he gets pretty pissed off about it, but it's epic. It was the local newspaper and they, they made him do it. So that's his, his cop out that he was forced to do it, but we poke, poke fun of him for it all the time still. That's a, that's, that's a, that's like a top 10 photo of, I've seen, especially like about like lacrosse, lacrosse wise. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, about it now because he's because he's got like he's got his full uniform yeah, on and he's got the eyes on, on his hand and he had the chest he was laying down like a goalie in front of the team photo <laughs> and playing chess epic but uh, so um you play uh you play why'd you choose uh playing uh, lacrosse at Syracuse variety of different reasons uh first being I grew up an hour away so I came since I was a young buck to watch games in the Dome and fell in love with them early on and never really missed the game. Um, but Syracuse is from Mikey Powell era on. So when they reached out to me, it was kind of a no-brainer, honestly, that that would be the place for me. It was like a dream come true. So I really didn't consider many other places. I had talked to a few other schools, but those kind of went by the wayside as soon as Cuse called me. and. Uh, it's the best decision I ever made, to be honest with you. I live, uh, like I said, an hour away, so my family's been able to come to every game. They haven't missed a game. Um, I always have 
like an army in the, in the stands with 12 shirts on cheering for me. So that's really something I wanted out of all this. And it's really come to fruition. So it's been really, really cool. And guys and the teams we've had have been great. So I can't complain one bit. If you had, if you had to describe Syracuse lacrosse in one word, what do you think it would be? Tradition would probably be my word. They know what a program I don't think. I'm a little bit biased, but that has the kind of the tradition that we have here. Um, from our coaches to our alumni to just the, the things we do and the things we say and the way we go about our business is really something that's been around for a long time here. So I would say that it's the most tradition-rich program in the country. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree because I forget who said this. Um, it's like if you think of Syracuse lacrosse, it's almost thinking about like sliced bread because it's just so well known. It's like, it's almost like a brand because it's like the number one thing you think about in college lacrosse, you think about all the players that the gate brothers, the Powell brothers, Jim Brown, one of the best running backs in the NFL played for Syracuse lacrosse. So uh, you're hundred percent right with that, with that being a tradition. So um, I've been trying to incorporate the name of my podcast, you know, low to high into uh into uh, the, the actual show. So here's like, I'm gonna ask you two questions. So what was one of your lows while playing lacrosse? So it could be a mispass, like a bad game you lost, maybe an embarrassing moment on the field. What do you think that would be for you? Definitely Army in the dome my sophomore year. Um, we weren't the best team around my sophomore year. We were kind of struggling. We had a, a wishy-washy season and it was early in the year, but I had, uh, I had started the year before with two All-Americans, Sergio and, and Mariano, who had that since graduated. So my sophomore year, I was kind of the guy on the line, and I got a lot of attention and drew the pole, and I was young and, and wasn't necessarily ready for that. So this was Army game was early in the year, and uh, kind of got I kind of got handled pretty well by the Army defense, and especially the Army goalie. He made a bunch of saves on me. Late in the game, we were tied and ended up actually winning the game and triple overtime, I think. But I had chances to win the game um, in both overtimes, and I think I blew it um, both times. He stuffed me high to high, and I really had to reevaluate the way I was shooting and the way I was playing because cost my almost cost my team the game. And I still remember that day like it was yesterday. I was pretty devastated after the game, but you got to use that stuff to, to motivate you and drive you to get better. So, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, along with uh, one of your lows, what do you think has been one of your highs playing lacrosse? All of last year, honestly, was a high. We had uh, momentum rolling. We had great chemistry on our team. And it's something we're going to be able to replicate again this year because we have the same group of guys and the same core culture, and we all love each other. So it was just fun as how playing last year, all five games, we felt like we were a much better team. And we went out and we were able to dominate. And that's, that's a high that we're going to have to try and reach again this year. Um, so your goalie, Drake Porter, I remember he posted this photo. It was like a couple of guys. I was on, it was on his Instagram. It was a couple of guys. You had like fanny packs around, like around your shoulder and you were all wearing sunglasses and it said like five, I forget what the uh, caption was. Do you know, do you know which photo I'm talking about? What you're talking about? Yeah. I wasn't in it, but I know what you're talking about. And I forget what the caption was, but it was like five and oh, and like the, the comment section on that was crazy. It was, it was very funny photo. So, like, stuff like that, do you think, um, like, almost helped you, helped, like, bring that momentum? Like, like even though there was silliness, but, like, almost that uh, almost that drive and, like, momentum that you guys, like, almost felt unstoppable during that run. Do you think, uh, do you think you're going to bring that into your 2021 season? 
yeah, um, I hate to use the word, but I feel like we had a, a swag about us that we're definitely going to have to to replenish this year. We we have the same, like I said, group of guys. So the, the same personalities, the same culture, the same love and character is all there. So we should get back on the field once these restrictions are lifted and start practicing and going at each other again so we can develop some some new chemistry in 2021, some new swag. Um, so while playing at Syracuse, uh, what, did, what team do you think you've had the best chemistry with uh, on the field? This past season, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, what teammates? Uh, what teammates like, like on your on your midfield line? Maybe on the attack? Maybe uh, some guys at LSM. What do you think you've had? Who do you think uh, you've worked well with? Me personally. Yeah. So obviously you could say Tucker and Brendan because those two knuckleheads are my line mates and they're my best buds and we do everything together. So I have phenomenal chemistry with them. Um, but that's the obvious answer. So. A non-obvious answer would be uh, number 29, Stephen Rafus. Him and I have been playing together for, for four years. Here we came in together, and he compliments me well, and I try to compliment him well. And he's a big feeder from mine, and I'm a big shooter from up top. So we like to connect, um, and we have eyes on each other almost at all times, and we like to make plays together. So we have a pretty good chemistry, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, this uh, this uh, past 2020 season, besides uh, the chemistry, uh, besides the chemistry from your midfield line, what else contributed to your five and zero start? That culture was the main thing I was telling you about. We had a locker room full of guys that loved each other and would do anything for each other, and we were very selfless, and no one cared kind of who was producing or who was getting the points. We just wanted to put a big number up on the scoreboard and keep winning games. So that mentality. Um, first and foremost is what led to our success, but there's a bunch of other reasons. Our coaching staff was clicking on all cylinders. We got a new offense coordinator who came in and brought a lot of energy um, to our offensive unit. He's also an offensive mastermind, so that doesn't help when you have someone on your sidelines that can pick apart the other team's schemes. So the, both of those things combined, plus the fact that we were just uh, kind of going out and, and dominating, that builds momentum in its own. Mm-hmm. So um, it is spent. It's been said, especially this past year, uh, your midfield line at Syracuse with uh, Tucker Tucker Dorkovic and Brennan Curry is considered the best in the country and arguably one of the best in this past decade. What do you think's contributed to your uh, to your success with uh, Tucker and Brennan? Yeah, much of the same that I was just kind of kind of getting at the fact that we're best friends and we love each other and, and we spend probably more time with each other than we need to. We're always always with each other doing stuff and, and that kind of builds chemistry off the field that translates to the field. So another aspect would just be that our games are, are all different. Um, we all have a little bit different styles, but we're all the same type of midfielder. So we, we blend well. We're all like American dodging and shooting type midfielders, but we have little wrinkles about our game that make us different and unique. And we are allowed to, or we are able to blend our games because of that. So how many years have you been playing with that midfield line with uh, you, Brendan, and Tucker? We've been through the ringer together, man. We That sophomore year I was telling you about where I kind of was pushed out of the scene to be the guy, those two ended up um, as freshmen working on to the first line. So we played the back half of the season together. My sophomore year there, freshman year. Um, and we've been together ever since. So it's been going on four years here. 
Yeah, like like you said, even though like especially in that army game you were talking about, like uh, like you were struggling, maybe new uh, new guys, it could be tough. But like after three years of you guys playing together, it truly shows that it paid off. Especially this past uh, this past season, you know, number one midfield line in the country, two first team All Americans, one another honorable mention All American. It really shows. For sure, when you go through highs and lows with with people and you, you learn everything about each other and you get through everything together and you you keep working hard good things good things come yeah for sure so um unlike some schools syracuse granted all seniors extra year of eligibility to, to uh, participate in 2021 uh what does that mean to you that you have the rest of your uh the rest of your other buddies in your uh, recruiting class to go one more uh, to have one more last go around and try and finish what you started it means everything, man. We would have been devastated if we didn't get this opportunity. So a lot of us put our lives on hold and we had plans set up for, for post-grad because we were seniors and we didn't ever think anything like this was ever going to happen. So we had plans with our lives that we had to kind of put on hold and, and we did so willingly. Um, it was a pretty easy decision. I know I'm speaking for the other guys, but I can, I can tell you right now that it was an easy decision for everyone to, to get back here because we were eager to finish what we had started and there's, there's no reason to give up a year that could be kind of a culmination of everything you worked for your whole life to go on to uh, the real world, which is, is going to be there waiting for you after this year. So we had our whole lives to work and we want to win a championship. So we came back uh, really in the snap of a finger. It wasn't too much of an issue. How many, uh, wasn't it only, I think only Nick decided to leave, right? Ellen? Uh one more time. Sorry, I couldn't hear your question. Yeah, um, most of you guys stayed except for uh, Nick Mellon, right? Um, yes, Mellon um, left. Helmer left two guys that were already in their fifth years, so they would have been sixth years if they came back. And they decided that they had had enough, and it was time to move on. And then there were some kids in my class, the, the true senior class, um, the, the year fours, that didn't decide to come back for one reason or another, and a lot of those guys went on to get jobs and start their lives as well. But the ones that are back, we're, we're ready to roll and we're excited. So. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be. The Q's is back, baby. Right. So um, for my last question for today, so what are some things you look forward to in your last year at Syracuse? Um, a bunch, man. Honestly, we have a new freshman class that's really, really talented and also really, really cool. So getting to know those guys and building relationships and connections with them um, will be very fun. It's always a highlight of the year is getting the new class in and, and getting to know those guys because they're always great dudes. Um, anyone that comes here is really cut from the same cloth and we all love the same stuff and end up being best buddies. So it's good fun meeting those guys. And then obviously just getting back um, into the new dome and playing out in front of our hopefully our crazy fans and our families and, and winning, winning a championship would obviously be the ultimate goal. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, what are some things you're going to miss when it's all said and done? Um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint a few things, but um, the ability when I thought my career was over after the COVID cancellation, the one thing that was really, bugging me the most was the fact that um, I'd be missing the opportunity to compete every day um, with your best buddies. Obviously, working a desk job and being in the real world isn't 
the same as getting to go to practice and not get to compete every day. So the loss of competition and that feeling is not fun. So anyone that's listening um, and yourself, if you guys are blessed and lucky enough to keep playing, play as long as you can and beat your ass off because it's the, really the highlight of the game is that sense of competition. So that for one. And then uh, two, just playing in a down shootout for game day and being out there in front of the, the great crowds we won. The dome atmosphere is really like no other. You can't really match it anywhere else in college across. So to be able to play in that every Saturday and have that um, not go on anymore will be, will be very difficult. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jamie, for coming on. It was really a pleasure. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in your uh, final year at Syracuse uh, on the lacrosse field and in, the sc- uh, and in school. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. My, uh, my pleasure. Have a good day, man. You too. Thanks for having me on.